With a sprinkling of very welcome pre-Christmas cheer, it's great news for foodies as the BBC Good Food Show Winter returns to the NEC in Birmingham from this Thursday the 25th to Sunday the 28th of November. And I'm delighted that joining me to look forward to a festive feast of all things food is one of the many chefs cooking at the show, the brilliant Michel Roux Jr. Michel, how lovely to catch up with you again after what seems like an eternity. <laughs> yeah, we're back. Isn't it great? I can't wait. I mean, it's got to have been, oh, it must be a couple of years or at least 18 months or more since we chatted at a show and when you were mingling and signing books and, and on the, the big stage there, which we'll talk about in a minute. You've missed that, I think, haven't you? Oh, definitely. I think we've all missed it. I mean, I, I've missed it as a, you know, as a chef and uh, getting out there and, and cooking in front of a crowd. But I've also missed getting out there with a crowd and, you know, going to big sporting events or theatres or <laughs> live shows. So, yeah, it, it's just great to be back and to, to have some semblance of normality. Yeah. And your industry, particularly, Michelle, has been hit very, very hard during this pandemic, hasn't it? Mm. Absolutely. I mean, uh, it's been tough. It's been tough in the hospitality industry. Um, and, and it's not over yet. We've got loads of challenges. But um, you know what? We're, we're up for a challenge. You're not in the hospitality industry if you don't like a challenge. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you're not in it for the money, but I guess you all are, aren't you? There we go. Now, let's look forward to uh, the show. What are you looking forward to most? Think back to the last time you were there. What are you looking forward mm. to most? Well, I think it's the buzz and the atmosphere of, of you know, people, um, you know, foodies and, and people that, that love a good time and good food and good drinks. Um, that that's that's really special. Um, and then, of course, you know, I, I love to have, have a wander around myself, um, and so you know, see some um, new suppliers, some little independents as well, which is fantastic. We'll talk about those artisan suppliers, the people who have worked hard to bring their, their wares to the show in a moment. Um, but you're going to be, as you always are, on the big kitchen stage doing a demonstration. And that has developed into quite something. I think I, I said to you a couple of years ago, it's like food becoming the new rock and roll, isn't it, in that, in that theatre? <laughs> Well, I don't know about that, but, but we do get a good crowd. And if it's in the afternoon, uh, everyone's had a little, you know, a sneaky drink. So there's, there's a good buzz. There's a good atmosphere. <laughs> a sneaky drink's the key to it there, isn't it? So what are, what are you going to be cooking? I mean, we should say also there are there are other chefs. There's Tom Kerridge is there, James Martin, the Harry Bikers, um, Nadia Hussain, lots and lots of people there. But what are you going to be cooking this year? Yeah, there's a fantastic lineup. Um, and I, I think it's probably one of the best lineups I've seen. It, it, it's going to be amazing every day, actually. Every, every single day, there's a you know big lineup. Um, yeah, I'm there on the Saturday. I'm going to be cooking uh, two French classic dishes uh, from the south of France. So a brandade de morue, which is a salt cod dish, um, which is just um, poached salt cod beaten with a bit of potato, um, olive oil, and a little sprinkling of uh, chili on top. Um, and that's served with a fougas bread, which is um, a bread made with olives and thyme and rosemary. So, um, yeah, that you can dip into the into the um, salt cod. So it's very simple, but great fun. I, I'm salivating already just the description. Um, just on the <laughs> just on the salt cod, I've I've cooked with moru uh, the, the salt cod before. Do you need to soak it in milk, as some people say, to to extract some of that uh, that saltiness yeah. out of it when you when you can rehydrate it? That's right. Well, you, you need to you need to um, yeah rehydrate it and extract the the excess salt because it's been salted to preserve it. Mm. Um, so no, I, I put mine in water for twenty four hours and then I do poach it in milk. Fantastic. 
Lots of things to see and do uh, at the show, apart from the demonstrations. As we've already mentioned, you've alluded to all of the artisan producers that uh, come to mm. the show, bringing some tremendous produce. And I knew, p- particularly in the past, you've been very enamoured of the English cheeses. Oh, yes, definitely. I love, love, well, I love cheese full stop, but um, some of the English cheese is just extraordinary. I mean, the, uh, it's come on leaps and bounds, and um, so much so that the cheese board at Le Gavroche is about 50-50, you know, 50% <laughs> um, English, and, or British, I should say, um, and the rest is, uh, is made up of France or Italy. So, no, definitely. It's amazing. Is there a conflict of interest there? Are, they, are British cheeses beating the French at their own game? <laughs> You have to be careful uh, what you sacre, say now, yeah, don't you? Yeah. Sacre bleu, I think, is zut uh, as they say. The French might be a little bit miffed, but uh, the British cheese is certainly uh, up there and they're rubbing shoulders with the best. Mm-hmm. How important is it, Michel, for people at the top of the game like you? You're Michelin starred, you're known all over the world. How important is it for top chefs to support artisan producers? I think it's hugely important. You know, you know, chefs like myself that are, uh, are well known and, you know, help them. Uh, and, you know, and sing on the rooftops about them and uh, uh, make sure that they they survive, especially at the moment. You know, it's, it's very, very tough. So, yeah, we, we need to to extol, uh, you know, their virtues and their, their, their products. And I'll be, definitely be doing that on the day, going around mm. and uh, and tasting and, and, you know, definitely showcasing their product if I can. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it, that you, you we continually see stories in the media about people who have given up um, other careers to turn to growing their own veg or doing veg boxes or making mm. ice cream or cheese or sausages. And what is it about the draw of of that, that that takes people away from the big sort of corporate world? Um, I think it's getting back to nature and getting back to, to you know, sort of, Doing something that's that's really uh, personally satisfying, you know, and and feels good, um, and and to you know make something. That, that's one of the reasons why I'm a chef as well, because I, I enjoy making people happy through my food. So you know that's that's important. Um, but more and more people are looking towards these independents and locally produced food. So that, that there is, it's a growing market, and I think that's great. That's really exciting. Mm, there's lots of information about all of the exhibitors who are going to be at the show from the 25th to 28th of November at the NEC on the BBC Good Food Show website, uh, which is bbcgoodfoodshow.com forward slash Birmingham dash winter. But if you go to bbcgoodfoodshow.com and just follow the link. Now we're heading into the festive season. I won't ask you about your Christmas jumper just yet, but I am going to ask you... Um, what are the top three seasonal ingredients that, that people might... I mean, maybe there's some new ones that people might want to try out this year. Gosh, seasonal ingredients. Well, for me, Christmas is all about spices. So, you know, it's very important to, to have some good spices. And, um, and so, yeah, top top of the list for me would be vanilla. Love vanilla. Um, to make a custard to go with your, your Christmas pud. Lots of good quality vanilla. Um, but then seasonal seasonal. And, and sort of the, the new in vogue uh, ingredients it's difficult to say really um as chefs you know we like we like to stick to our seasons so definitely don't buy any asparagus now uh, don't buy any strawberries either um, it, it might sound a little bit boring but root vegetables are delicious and they're at their best at the moment yeah. so you know think think about that um but you know, carrots beautiful carrots all different colors now as well um rainbow chard all different colors as well so it's not boring quite on the contrary they're really colorful and uh, and <laughs> you can be imaginative <laughs> um, cinnamon is is mm, always an essential for me at christmas 
absolutely i mean cinnamon as well i mean actually cinnamon as a um to flavor a little cocktail as well uh if you spark up you know burn the cinnamon the the the, the bark uh, and then just get it to, to smoky you know so it's, it's smoking a bit up turn turn over a, um, a cocktail glass and just let the smoke infuse in the glass and then make a lovely cocktail and it will get a lovely smoky cinnamon flavor through it yeah. it's delicious I was I was reading something recently about um, a chef who was suggesting that uh, you might sprinkle some interesting things on the turkey before we cook it this year. One of the things he mentioned was um, a mixture called baharat, uh, which is very sort of Middle Eastern, Turkish influenced, which, which I thought was really interesting just to, to add some zing. Yeah, no, I, I, I tend to do that with my roast potatoes. I, I add up lots of uh, allspice and uh, chili and lots of other things like that in in the roast potatoes but yeah definitely in the turkey it's fantastic mm-hmm. you can rub that under the skin or over the skin and yeah you know, think think christmas think christmas flavors so mm-hmm. cinnamon allspice cloves nutmeg mace things like that now you've mentioned the roast potatoes and mm. th- how to cook good roast potatoes doesn't half divide opinion, doesn't it? What, <laughs> what, come on, what is the Michelin starred chef's perfect way of cooking a roast potato? Um, I, I always parboil them, so you know, give them a few minutes in salted water and then let the steam come off and, and bruise them a bit. So, so shake them about in the colander. Um, and then I use duck fat. I love duck fat, I just love the flavour. Um, so get that really, really, really smoking hot. Uh, and in they go and don't shake them once you put them in the roasting tin just let them get that lovely golden color before you turn them mm. and, and good quality salt at the end hugely important isn't it and there's so much of it about i came across some from um, from droitwich not so long ago because it's one mm. of the few places that has a um, a salt spring still on a, a farm yeah. there i understand this is amazing stuff about any town or any any village with witch at the end uh, is normally comes back um, is about the salt. So the, the Nantwich and Droitwich and all that would have been originally because of the salt. Of course, it makes sense now because there's a salt museum at Northwich or Nantwich. You're absolutely right. There you go. Every day's a learning day, Chef. Thank Indeed. you. Um, <laughs> what about um, Christmas in the Rue household? Do you get uh, a day off <laughs> or, or do you no. cook? <laughs> no, I, Christmas in the Rue household is very busy. I, I cook from from breakfast all the way through to, you know, sort of dinner. Um, but but it's it's great. You know, I, I love it because it's it's not cooking for uh, for work. It's cooking for, for family and friends. So it's it's very relaxed atmosphere. Lots of people coming to the show, and I'm delighted to say that year on year we see an increase in numbers of young people who come to the Good Food Show. Mm. Um, are They're taking an interest in your industry um, and, and, and taking up a career uh, in, uh, in cooking and, and working with food. What uh, advice would you give them? Yeah, I, I think you know, it is great to see more and more youngsters get into um, the hospitality industry and not just chefs, but also front of house and you know, getting involved in wine as well and such like. Um, but I, I think you know, college is important. Um, there are lots of colleges around uh, the UK doing a magnificent job. So you know, go to college, find, find a good college, uh, do, um, do that part, get a, a proper um, qualification. Um, and then work a bit on the weekends, do some extra you know, sort of jobs just to get a little bit of uh, uh, hands-on experience. Mm. I guess it might have been different for you because you grew up in that environment, didn't it? And uh, But was there a moment where you thought, yes, that's what I want to do? Or was it, was it a given that you had no choice because of uh, because of the family connections? 
No, I mean, ever since I can remember, you know, uh, I've always wanted to be a chef or at least involved in the hospitality industry. What would you have done if you hadn't have become a chef? Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> gosh, I, I don't know, to be honest, Steve. I really, really don't know. I mean, it, um, definitely something in the hospitality industry. But, you know, there's a job for everyone in the hospitality industry. It's so, so huge um, at, at any level. You know, we, we need people that they have all all level of skills and um, uh, in every department so you know that, that, as I say there is definitely a job for everybody in the hospitality industry what about um, you're a Michelin star chef you eat some of the the best food and create some of the best food that uh, that anybody could could wish to eat but do you have like all of us a guilty pleasure something that you <laughs> something that people might not expect a Michelin star chef to tuck into? I don't, I don't get this. Guilty pleasure. Why, why should a pleasure <laughs> it's make a good you point. feel guilty? <laughs> no, not really. I mean, I, you know, I do like the occasional crisps, um, bag of crisps, I suppose. Or, But uh, no, chocolate for me. It's got to be chocolate. Fair enough. Um, the BBC Good Food Show Winter is back at the NEC in Birmingham from the 25th to the 28th of November. Lots of information on the show and, of course, information on how you can get hold of tickets at bbcgoodfoodshow.com. Uh, Michelle, it's going to be great to uh, get back for the show. But just before I let you go, um, have you written your list to Santa? And if so, what's on it? (laughs) What does a Michelin-starred chef want for the kitchen? That's the first time I've been asked that question. I must say, Stu. Um, gosh, <laughs> no, I haven't sent my letter to Santa yet. Uh, that, that's a, a, a timely reminder. Thank you. Um, I don't know. I always say to people who ask me, actually, uh, um, what should I get you for Christmas or what, what you know, what's, what's a great present? Something that I can eat or drink. It's you know something really tasty and delicious. That that normally floats my boat. Absolutely, and there's plenty of choice uh, at the BBC Good Food Show Winter. Michelle, uh, after so long, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, to catch up with you again, and I do look forward to seeing you uh, at the NEC. I know you've got lots to do now. Uh, ready for service today, I guess, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be, well, now until all the way through to Christmas, it's busy. So, yeah. yeah, all hands on deck. Fantastic. We'll see you at the NEC, but for now, Michelle Rue, many thanks. Many thanks. Good to talk to you again.